I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me and Part 2 of This Is How We Got Here by Keith Barker. In part one of This Is How We Got Here, we find ourselves in an unnamed rural town on the anniversary of the suicide of Lucille and Paul's teen son, Craig. Paul has come to visit with Lucille, his now estranged wife, but is sent away by her protective sister, Lizette. But Lucille and Paul aren't the only ones struggling in the wake of Craig's death. Paul and his brother-in-law and best friend Jim share a tension-filled conversation about how they couldn't have a funeral at their church because suicide is considered a sin. Lucille comes across a fox in the garden, and she tells Lizette she thinks it's a sign. This is part two of This Is How We Got Here by Keith Barker. A warning, this play deals with the subject of suicide and may not be suitable for all audiences. What did I say about walking in here with your work boots on? I'm hanging up my coat. And I thank you for that, but take your boots off first. I can't take them off when I've got my coat on. Why not? Because I can't. Well, you're not walking through here unless you take them off. Oh, come on. Jim, so help me God. All right, all right. Keep your panties on. I'm doing it. Excuse me? What? I said I'm doing it. No, I warned you about that kind of language. You keep it at the Miller with your buddies, you got it? Sorry. I'm your wife. I said I was sorry, all right? All right. There's a towel hanging in the bathroom for you. Put your work clothes in the washing machine, not in the clothes hamper, got it? Why do we have a clothes hamper if I can't put my clothes in it? Can you do what I asked for once without all the hoopla? What? Forget it. Just put them in the washing machine. Okay, I'm doing it. But only because I love you. Yeah, well, thanks for that. Hey, what's for dinner? Whatever you want. The fridge is full of options. You didn't make anything? I didn't say that. Oh, so you made something just not for me. Jim, I asked you this morning if you were going to be home for dinner and you said no. Yeah, but I figured you'd still be making something. You're right, I did, and then I ate it. What am I supposed to do now? I don't know, you're a big boy, I'm sure you'll figure it out. Hey, is something wrong? No. Liz. I'm not making you dinner. I'm not asking you to. Good, because I'm not doing it. What's wrong? Nothing. Can you just tell me what it is so I can stop being punished for it? I'm not punishing you for anything. What did I say about your work clothes? Look, just 
give me a second, would you? You were distracting me with your talking. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were having a conversation here. Where do you want him again? I already told you this. In the washing machine. Not beside it, not on top of it, but in it. It's really easy. You just lift the lid. Hey, don't talk to me like I'm a child. Then don't act like one. Why are you being like that? Because I love you. Uh, right, well, thanks for that. You want me to zap you some of that chicken from last night? Nah, I had it for lunch. We'll grab something else. Just so you know, I spoke with Lucille. She's going to come and stay with us for a while. Huh? Why? They got into a big fight again last night. Is everything all right? I don't think so. He said some pretty terrible things. She's talking about leaving him. No. Really? Yeah. What are you doing? Nothing. What is that? Cereal. You're having cereal for dinner? Yeah, so? Jim, that's not dinner. Well, it is tonight. Are you trying to piss me off? No. Because if that's what you're trying to do, it's working. I'm not. Cereal? We have a fridge full of food and you're eating cereal. Uh, Lizette, are you going to tell me what's wrong or are we going to keep doing this all night? There is nothing wrong. Fine, then. But let the record show that I did ask many times what was wrong. You really want to know? Oh, so I did do something wrong? Do you want to know or not? Of course I do. Why didn't you tell me what happened to your hand? I did. I, I told you I broke it at work. Yes, but you didn't tell me you broke it by punching the side of your truck. Who told you that? Barb did. Yeah, well, maybe Barb shouldn't be putting her nose where it doesn't belong. Dale told her, and then she told me because they're worried about you. I wish people would mind their own business. She thinks you were having a panic attack. Is that true? She doesn't know what she's talking about. She's a nurse. It wasn't a panic attack. Dale told Barb that you had to pull the truck over because you couldn't catch your breath. That you stepped outside and then you got really upset and punched the side of the truck. So? So you broke your hand. That's not good. It was a stupid mistake. How long have you been having panic attacks? They're not panic attacks. If something like that is happening to you, I don't want to hear it from Barb. I want to hear it from you. And, and what am I supposed to say? Uh, hey, babe. I keep having these moments where I can't breathe, and then it feels like someone is standing on my chest, and I can't calm down, and I don't know how to stop it once it starts. Yes, that's exactly what I want you to say. Oh, come on. No, I'm serious. So am I. This is about Craig, isn't it? Oh, don't start with that. I'm not in the mood. You never talk about him. Yes, I do. When? I, 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 don't, I don't know. I don't keep track. No, I do, and it never happens. Like, Never. And neither does Paul. Paul? What does he have to do with this? Everything. How's he doing? I don't know. I, I haven't seen him. Exactly. What? You're totally avoiding him. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Lucille says he's not doing very well. What am I supposed to do about that? He's your best friend. So? So I think it would be good if you went over there to see how he's doing. No, we don't do that. Do what? That, the touchy-feely stuff. Oh, Jim, grow up. You wouldn't understand. Then find another reason to be there. Like what? Like, I don't know. Bring him back his shop vac. It's been sitting on the front porch for over a year. That's dumb. No, it's a reason to drop by. 
Then the two of you can hang out, have a couple beers, smoke a few cigarettes, and then when things feel right, you can ask him how he's doing. Easy peasy. I'm not doing that. Why not? Because I don't want to. Jim! No, I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Oh, really? Yes, really. That's too bad, because I'm not done yet. Oh, would you stop it, woman? Don't talk to me like that. Then don't push me like that. You keep this up, and you'll be sleeping on the couch for a very long time. No, not my house, I will. You mean our house. No, I mean my house. I pay the bills here. I sleep where I want. Oh, you want to bet? Yes. Yes, I do. <sighs> the fox didn't know what else to do. So he asked Mother Earth to help him find his story. But she remained silent, as she always had. And the fox watched the sun rest on the edge of the horizon. His story would end in all the colors of the evening sky, and there was nothing he could do about it. You see, since there was no story to continue, there was no story to tell. So the fox jumped off the edge of the earth with the beautiful sun and was never seen again. See anything? No. Uh, maybe she went back to the house. And maybe. Should we head back? I don't know. We still have to check over by the Trans-Canada. You really think she'd go that far? I don't know. Here. How about this? You go back taking Camp Road 25 in case she went that way. I'll head over to the Trans-Canada. If one of us finds her, we set off a flare. Sound good? Yeah. You gonna be alright? Yeah, not until we find her. We'll be right back. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I, I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. You understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. What time is it? Oh, hey. What are you doing sitting in the dark? Nothing. You're just sitting there by yourself? Yes, I'm just sitting here by myself. It's, uh, it's almost 11 o'clock. I know. You okay? What? You've been drinking. Sorry. Stop that haps for a few beers after work. How many is a few? Why does it matter? It doesn't, I guess. Fine. I went to the bar. We had some beers. I didn't keep track because I didn't think I had to. I, I drank, I don't know, six or eight beers, but they were bottles. I threw some darts with Dale. I went to the washroom once. Smoked a cigarette on my way home and parked the truck in my usual spot. Right, are we done with the third degree? You don't have to be defensive about it. Well, it kind of feels like I do. That's too bad. Yeah, my thoughts exactly. Why do you drive home like that? I was fine. 
Try telling that to the police when they pull you over. Lou. No. You never used to stay out like this. I lost track of time. You didn't even call me to tell me where you were. I didn't think I had to. You don't have to, but it would have been nice if you had. Right. I need a beer. You work tomorrow. So what? Whoa! What happened in here? Don't worry, I'll clean it up. There's glass everywhere. It's my mother's china. All of it? Yes, all of it. It's a lot of china. I know. But why is it broken all over the kitchen floor? Because that's where I broke it. You did it on purpose? Yes. It felt good. We should break more stuff. Why would you do something like that? Because it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. What are you talking about? I was saving them for Craig when he got married. Um, Lou. What do we do with all this stuff? My parents' wedding rings, your dad's tools. And what about our family photos? They don't mean anything to anyone else. They mean something to us. We should have a huge bonfire. No, we shouldn't. We could get rid of everything. Stop talking like that. You're not making any sense. So that's it? The conversation is over? What do you want me to say? Something. Anything would be helpful. I can't talk to you when you're like this. We'll speak in the morning. No, I'm not waiting for you to sleep it off so we can have a conversation. What are you talking about? I can smell you from here. Why do you always have to be so dramatic, hmm? I mean, breaking all the china, was that really the answer you were looking for? At the time, yes. I... I don't even know what to say to that. Forget it. I'll clean it up. No, that's not the point. So you do this all the time. You, you create drama. I mean, it's hard enough to deal with everything else going on here. Now I gotta deal with this, too. I mean, come on. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to inconvenience you with my feelings. You sound like Craig when you talk like that. There it is. Even now, you can't help yourself. Oh, here we go again with the dramatics. Nothing he ever did was good enough for you. Mm. You always had to make a comment about something. That's not true. You never let up, no matter what. Just like your father did with you. Hey, my old man did the best he could in the situation. He was a bully. Well, if you mean he didn't coddle me, you're right, he didn't. You, on the other hand, you wouldn't let the boy be. You're always trying to protect him from everything. I'm his mother. You wouldn't let him stand on his own two feet. He was suffering from depression. You never took the time to understand what that means. Don't give me that. I supported him. When he, when he was struggling, I got him into hockey. I signed him up for baseball. I went to every one of his games. You gave him a hard time about taking medication. Yeah, see, why is it always about medication? Hmm? Because he needed it. No, he needed his family. And instead he pushed us away. It's a disease, Paul. Don't give me that. You see, I had spoken to my father that way. He would have beat me into the middle of next week. Yes, well, that says a lot about his parenting skills. Well, he must have done something, right? Because I'm still here. You see? That's exactly what I'm talking about. After all that's happened and you're still hard on him. No. He gave up. I can't forgive him for that. That's a healthy way of looking at it. Oh, well, it's a hell of a lot better than sitting at home in the dark feeling sorry for myself. Or maybe I should start drinking my face off every night and pretending like nothing's happened. Yeah, or maybe I'll go and break all the china in the kitchen and maybe I'll feel better. I was upset. No, you were unstable. And you wonder where Craig got it from. We'll talk in the morning. I'm leaving. Fine. I'll stay with my sister.
You can have the house. I don't want it. The house? What are you talking about? I can't do this anymore. Look, it just... Okay, stop right there. You're being overdramatic. You can't say those things to me and then take it back. Look, I didn't mean it like that. Yes, you did. Look, don't leave. Let me go. Listen, I was upset. I take it back. Let go of me. Lou, please. Now! I didn't mean it. Yes, you did. You're angry with Craig, but mostly you're angry with me. You blame me for what happened, and I can't do this anymore. Fine, then. Go, and while you're at it, go and hang yourself. And then everyone can blame me for that, too. Hey, what are you still doing out here? It's almost midnight. I was enjoying the company. It's getting pretty late. Why don't you come inside? I'm good. Don't feel like you have to wait up for me. Hey, give us some privacy. We're talking here. Please don't yell at him like that. You'll scare him away. Trust me, it doesn't work. I yell at him all the time. That's not funny. I'm not trying to be funny. Besides, I don't trust wild animals near the house. Just leave us alone, please. Uh, you know it doesn't need you taking care of it, right? In fact, it's probably better if you left it alone and maybe wouldn't hang around the house so much. I don't do anything to make him stay. He does that on his own. Uh-huh. Besides, I like that he hangs out here. You would? Yeah, I would. It feels like he's protecting us. What? Nothing. He is beautiful. I'll give him that. He is, isn't he? Yeah. He's pretty cute. <laughs> Have you ever seen a fox behave like that before? No. Me neither. He's an odd one, that's for sure. Can I ask you something? Sure. I'm being serious. So am I. No, like, serious, serious. Like, so serious you had to say it twice? You know what? Forget it. Hey, you don't want to talk about it? Then we won't talk about it. Good? Good. But I do want to talk about it. I know you do, so spit it out. Fine. But promise me you'll keep an open mind? Sure. Promise. I promise. What else do you want from me? Nothing. I'm not sure how to say this. Does the fox remind you of someone? Oh, um, no. Why? Does he remind you of someone? Maybe. Maybe? Like, what if the fox is... What? I don't know. What if he's... You know... No, I don't. What if he's Craig, who's come back to tell me he's okay? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? Oh, Lou. Forget I said anything. No, you caught me off guard. Give me a sec. You think I'm crazy? No, I think you're grieving. That's a nice way of saying crazy. You know what? Maybe you're right. Maybe I'm not the best person to be talking to about this. But you're my sister. Yeah, but I'm also a Catholic. So? So I don't believe people come back as furry little creatures to visit their loved ones. I just don't. Well, you don't have to be rude about it. I'm not being rude. I'm being honest. Oh, is that what that is? Listen, I know you're feeling a bit crazy right now, and I get that. I'm trying to support you here. I'm not crazy. Why would you say that? You think the fox is Craig coming back to visit you? Just think what that sounds like for a second. This was a big mistake. I am trying to give you some perspective here. You have to start dealing with the fact that life goes on. My life ended the day Craig died. 
I know it might feel that way, but you're still here. And you can't just sit in my backyard all day pretending that life is going on all around you. Is that what you think I'm doing? Not all the time, but a lot, yes. <laughs> what? Thank you. For what? For giving me perspective. I'll be gone by the end of the week. Gone? But why? I need to get my own place. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Everyone keeps telling me how I should be grieving and I'm done with it. That is not what I was doing. That's exactly what you were doing. No one gets to tell me how I feel about anything anymore. I'll be gone by the end of the week. Lou, don't leave, please. Lou! That was part two of This Is How We Got Here by Keith Barker. Part three is available now on Play Me. It featured Tamara Podemski, Sheldon Elter, Michaela Washburn, and Christopher Bowman. Keith Barker directed the original theatrical production. This Is How We Got Here was first produced by Theatre Continuum and New Harlem Productions as part of Summerworks Performance Festival at Factory Theatre in 2016. This episode's sound design and edit are by Chris Tolley. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley in partnership with CBC Podcasts. We'd love to know what you think about Play Me. You can email us at playme at cbc.ca. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Expect Theatre or Instagram at Play Me Podcast. And if you haven't already, please consider rating and reviewing us. It helps us get our podcast out to more listeners. Special thanks to our CBC producers, Fabiola Melendez-Carletti, Cecil Fernandez, and Tanya Springer. The executive producer of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani. The senior director of audio innovation is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is an Expec Theatre production in partnership with CBC Podcasts. For more information about our plays, please visit playmepodcasts.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.